Hello, my name is Jerry Durham, and I want to welcome you to my podcast, What's Best for the Patient is Best for the Business. This podcast was put together for you, the healthcare practice owner wants to achieve success in your healthcare practice and turn this practice, this clinic into a business. So if you want growth and scalability that drives financial performance, all three of those don't always come together. But if you want that, then you've come to the right place. I'm here to help you be most successful in your healthcare practice and turn it into a business. Cheers. Thanks for coming. All right. Welcome back to the Kate and Jerry show. I think that's the best name for it right now. I think I better change my name to Tom, don't you? Nah, yeah. <laughs> By the way, we'll go there real quick. I had a I have a good friend, especially in high school, who was Tom. So it was all, yeah, the Tom and Jerry. Uh, was so I'm glad you, uh, I'm glad that, I'm glad that spans the ocean. By the way. Of course, of course. Cool. Of course. So let, why, why don't you take us into uh, the conversation we want to have on this episode, Kate, please. So Jerry, today we're going to be talking about the prison that we have been sold, the dogma, the tyranny of dogma that we have been sold, convinced, told is the way to do things and then entraps us. And I'd like to start off with as being debt slaves from the moment that we leave well, but even before we go to college. So most people, certainly here and certainly with you guys, leave university, leave college with a mountain of debt that they've got to repay. So you've paid for a training, a professional qualification, but you're already a debt slave. So before you've even got a job, you're paying back or you've got an obligation to be paying back a huge amount for your education, an obligation to be paying the tax man back you might have an obligation to be paying your parents back for some extra money you borrowed them you might have an obligation to be paying back on your car so even by the time you're what time you graduate 22 or something like that you're very young you are already a debt slave and sometimes I think did the Roman Empire ever really fall or was that a story we were just told because oh, that was an cute. empire that was an empire built on slavery and sometimes it feels like it's the same but it's just a, we're, we're sold a debt slavery and we work from work and work and work and work to pay off our mortgage and it, when, when does it stop so I think there's a sort of standard of living or a way of living or the sort of societal construct that we've been sold or brought up in that we just get on the treadmill for to keep serving without hitting pause and questioning hang on a minute what do i want what if there's a different way of doing things what if there is a road less traveled now that's a book i've got on my bookshelf that i've still yet to read i've had it on my bookshelf for about 10 years so i will read it but that's what i think is where people do get brave when they pause to think hang on a minute we do live with this sort of tyranny of dogma of this is the way to do things without hitting stop and questioning and checking in is it really do i want that i yep i i, I would say again i i don't see it any different over here and if anything it's gotten worse as far as the going through us being told that this is the way you do this and then in incurring everything the time the money the energy to do it because in the states it's an extra two to three years now it's an extra three years mm. right so now you've just extended your journey you've extended your debt um to achieve 
something that you want. So that's cool. You get to choose this future you you want, yet it's pretty narrowed down. It's going to cost you a lot of money. It's going to cost you a lot of time. It's going to cost you a lot of energy. And then you get out. And then it's interesting. Again, you're waiting to be told where to go next. And, and I see mm. this and anybody listening to this, if you've gone through it, you'll acknowledge it. If you're going through it, you're going to have a hard time acknowledging it. But yet I'm, I'm trying to, to this point, I'm trying to speak to more of the students at this point, second and third year students to get them to dig a little deeper, not into themselves, but to dig a little deeper has nothing to do with them because I'm like, you guys are making a choice. Cool. Let's make sure you know what the next steps are. So yeah. this idea of you don't wait, right? Because in the States, you go to school, you graduate, you get a job. Well, think about that order. I'm like, no, you got to be thinking about the job and the job market and the impact on you, your time, your money, your energy, way before you need it. And that's what we're talking about here, right? So we get out, and then what, right? And then what do we do? We go to work. So here in the States, we go to work for the corporate. We go to work for the big box. We go to work for the place that's doing it like everybody else and has been doing it like everybody else forever. And they built a I would say they built a foundation, but yet, man, what they built on top of that foundation is not pretty and not something I want to replicate, right? So again, this- And you guys get no holiday as well. Yeah, right? Yeah, we get way less. Yeah. We don't know how you survive on two weeks a year or something uh -huh. if you're employed uh -huh. and come and do Europe in a fortnight. Well, Whoa, how? how? And, and it's so funny, right? So in the States- People always want to talk about this money freedom, but it is a time freedom, right? How do I get my time back? By the way, you never get your time back, right? It's the one time, money, and energy. You can get your time, or sorry, time, money, and energy. You can get the money and the energy back. You never get your time back, right? So the holidays, the kids, the families, right? So then you go through this, you've given up seven years, you've invested all that time, money, and energy. Now you're thinking you're going to have some freedom. And well, what are you going to do? You're going to copy the system that created this. So I, I give a lot of credit and they're frowned upon usually, right? You, oh, you can't come out of school and start your own business. I'm like, what are their other choices? Right. Yeah. And yeah. it's not, you know, we talked about the foundations and the basics and the business foundations to build upon my, my other, my other thing these days is to make sure these younger professionals before they're professionals understand the business basics, because if they understand the business basics, then they can ask better questions. So my goal here is not to turn everybody into a business owner. My goal is to increase the business knowledge, business literacy of yeah. some of these people so that when you sit across someone like me who has something to offer you, you can ask me the right questions so you can make a better decision for yourself and determine what do I want to do to achieve this future outcome, right? Because we control the process, right? That's a lot of, we talked about this too. We can control the process, not the outcome. We get confused. Early on, all we do is look at the outcome. We shoot for the outcome without understanding the process. And I think it's recognizing, I think to be able to do that, it's really recognizing that the education system hasn't taught you this. The education system's taught you about, I don't know, Colonel Custer, I remember learning about him in history um <laughs> whatever but it's not necessarily taught you some of the practical life skills you need because even if you don't own a business your household's a business 
Yeah. You know, how yeah. you run, you've got income, you've got expenses. Yeah. So there's a lot that the education system doesn't teach you. And if you're just going to rely on what you've been taught in school to get through life, you're going to have a rough old time. And it's far easier to start taking personal responsibility for being curious and learning. And, and, and you, yeah, they say you don't have to run your own business, but if you are just curious and pick up more knowledge and more information, you don't become um, a, a factory worker, a slave to the system. Well, a slave to the system. That's, that's where this started. And I think that's a great, yeah. if you're not curious, you're going to be a slave to the system. And by the way, we get that a lot in the States. And it's interesting because many times people who aren't curious, who aren't looking for that next thing are the ones complaining the most. I'm just going to say it out loud. Yeah. You know, oh, reimbursement's not good enough. Oh, my corporate job is asking too much. Oh, this and that. And I'm like, but what, what have you done? What have you done to research? What do you, you know, th there's a lot of, I'm going to speak to the States. There's a lot of, you know, you, you, you here. It's your fault. It's your fault. It's your fault. I'm like, we got to take some ownership here, right? Self-aware. Yeah. There has to be self-awareness around this. And there has to be self-awareness that I chose a profession. I chose to pay a certain amount of money. I chose to invest my time and energy into that. And then I can't show up in front of a door and open it and go, oh, fuck, I didn't know what was on the other side of the door. No, that's all on you. That's all on you. And so you and I, as we mentioned before, have been on a long journey in this. And I went through a lot of this myself. I, I can't even sit here and begin to talk about how it started to break down and how I started to think different. Well, I could a little bit, but at least the high marks, but it takes self-awareness. It takes a lot of this isn't what I thought it was. What is, well, forget, it doesn't even have to come from a bad place. What, what else is available to me? Yeah, and by exactly. the way, in 2023, you cannot, there is absolutely no excuse with the, with the accessibility of resources and information in 2023 in front of you, you have absolutely zero excuses. I think it is just about reigniting people's curiosity and people's interest. Um, I think the, um, and, it, and to me, it really is about recognizing, look, the that this the system has trained you and this is the whole purpose of education to work in a metaphorical factory if you don't want that then it's up to you to create something different and if you just simply come at it from a point of curiosity of well what are the options how could i do that well how did kate do that how did jerry do that ask the questions and be curious and then all sorts of options will open up for you and you don't have to be a, a, a cookie cutter in however it is you live your life and that might not be your work life it might be your personal life it, whatever it doesn't matter but you just create variety um and it is on you it's about you taking the accountability the ownership the responsibility for your life and what your journey is you get one shot at it like jerry said a minute ago you don't get your time back again you get one shot at it so with that one shot what do you want to create what do you want to be possible Otherwise, you, know, you just sit in a position of blame, denial, and excuses, and wow, that's just miserable. I want to jump ahead one on this because we, we've talked about people coming up, yet I'm, I see this, right, in established, right? I, I've mentioned this, and, and I've got it, you know, we've got to bring this to where we both, where Kate and I both exist, and, and the people I'm talking to today, yesterday, tomorrow, they've been on this journey, they've been curious. 
And now they're years into this journey and they're like, and literally I was on a call yesterday. I'm at, I, by the way, this is someone making over a million dollars, US dollars. Not a bad place to be. Ownership of something generating a million dollars a year, right? We can talk about margins and everything, but let's just talk about top line, right? Right, I'm tired. I'm through with this. I'm done with it. And which is, oh my gosh, right? You're living the dream, right? You're living the American dream. I'm tired. I'm done with it. I'm through with this. I literally, a conversation that's not made up, I had a week ago. And again, this curiosity, which is cool. This person had a curiosity to create something. And by the way, they created something different. And yet here they are five years later. And they're because... Let's get back to a little bit about what we talked about in um, the first one, right? Now the curiosity is I can't keep doing this. And instead of giving it up, which I give a lot of credit to, instead of saying I failed, instead of saying I knew what everybody told me I would fail, I'm failing, their curiosity has peaked again. I need help. And this isn't yeah. a pitch for Kate and I, it, it's yeah. you on your journey and whether it's coming out of school, whether it's five years in, 10 years in, by the way, I work with clinics who are older than me who have finally acknowledged I've got to do something different and they're not shutting it down and they're not saying I failed and they're not saying everybody was right. They're saying, is there, they're just asking questions. And most of the people I get on the phone with, a lot of them are saying, I don't know if there's an answer for this. I just need to, I needed to have a conversation with some people. Right. And so this curiosity, this self-awareness, the self-awareness that what I'm doing today in this business, whatever practice I've created, I need something different. That's it. It's not, I need yeah. to change. It's not, I did it wrong. It's just, I need something different. And, and I think that's a great place to come from. By the way, in America, that's weakness. That's really interesting, isn't it? Because I think if you sort of start asking the questions about how can I do something differently or what are the other options or it's um, the answer usually presents itself to you. And it's quite arrogant actually for as if we think about it as clinicians to see it as a weakness because we're expecting people to ask us for help when they're in pain and they're in a very vulnerable situation. You're asking people to be extremely vulnerable with you, but yet you're not willing to be vulnerable when you need help. That's a contradiction. That's a there's a there's a conflict there. How can how can both be true? That's too good. I don't even want to say anything behind that because that's too good. Because that's why, right? The people we're dealing with, I started something because I believed I could serve people better. Yet those people had to come to me willing to change, asking mm. for a change, asking questions. And yet we the owner, the person who have created this, whether it's ego, whether it's whatever it is, want to blame external things or don't want to ask for help or don't want to acknowledge that what we're doing currently. So I've had some conversation recently where it's, I need a change. Cool. Three, four weeks worth of phone calls and going back and forth and looking at the business and at the end going, I can't make the change right now because of A, B, C, and D. And I'm like, okay. By the way, A, B, C, and D are a result of doing the same thing mm. over and over and not mm. making the change earlier. And then have the follow-up conversation default to, 
more of the external things again. And it was like, well, it was a good place to be. And at least they're asking the questions and then showing them the results of the reasons why they say they can't go forward are based in them repeating things. Right. And I just bring this up because I, I'll, right. Because I can't, I went through all this uh, again. I want to own this and I'll probably do this on every episode. I share all this stuff because I went through it too. And I just had a tipping point that was too huge. I couldn't do, there was no choice. I literally had no choice. I couldn't keep operating the same way. I couldn't say no. And mm. so once I was forced, I'm going to say, no, I made a choice, but then the choice I made, there was no going back. So I say forced, but once I chose that route, I had to dig deep. And you were committed. Yeah. And so I, I want people listening to this it starts where we started and we got to understand this mindset of moving through this process. But once we got there and that call with that person making over a million dollars this week, it was so eye opening to me 30 years later, I looked at all my notes and I was just, I wasn't baffled. I was just, I was my gosh. Cause I wrote down all the emotional stuff, right? I wrote down some of the, no, we didn't even get into numbers. I just wrote down the things I heard in the conversation. I can't keep doing this. I was like, holy crap, who's going to do it if you don't, right? And by the way, it's a good model. I, I agree with the model. I believe this yeah. business is doing good for their community. So I was like, yeah. part of me was like, can't let this go, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. We find a way, we find a way. And I think what's really interesting, I know I've already touched on it with you before, the, the level of service culture in the US compared to the UK is significantly higher. And it's something that really strikes me. So I think it's fascinating that you guys will very willingly pay for somebody to clean your house, mow your lawn, cook your dinner, paint your toenails and pay for things that I would maybe pay for once a year rather than every single week on an expense line. Um, so the level of outsourcing is much greater than it is perhaps here. But yet there's not a willingness to actually, you're not actually asking for help is what you're describing. You're sort of asking for a task to be done rather than for help. So rather than asking the gardener, how do you think my garden could look better? You just ask him to mow the lawn. Mm, interesting, isn't it? Interesting. And yet we don't want as practitioners people to just be coming and fixing our back. We want to be able to educate them, help them, give them more knowledge, transfer all our wisdom to them so that their quality of life can be better. So it's really just a case of holding the mirror up and realizing what if I took the same attitude as my ideal client? What would that open up to me too? I think we just all need to sit in that, mm. just in that right there. I, I think that's a perfect example of the service to the tactics, to the actual solutions, asking our patients to do these things and then not asking the same things of ourselves. I think mm. that's a good place. So thank you again, Kate, for this conversation. And we'll continue this uh, next week, tomorrow, whenever we do. So perfect. Thank you, Jerry.